there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. From Gimlet, this is Reply All. I'm PJ Vote, And I'm Alex Goldman. Welcome once again to Yes, Yes, No, the segment on the show where our boss, Alex Bloomberg, comes to us with things that he does not comprehend on the internet, and we try to explain them to him. I'm here again. Alex, what do you have for us this week? So, are you ready? Yes. Yes. All right. Um, Here is a tweet. (laughs) It's a tweet from a person named Charlie Sykes, who has a blue check next to his name. The caption is, kind of amazed this PR campaign wasn't enough to save Alex Jones on Twitter. And then there's a a black and white portrait looking fancy photograph shot of, I guess, I believe this is, I think this is Alex Jones. I wouldn't have known that if Alex Jones wasn't in the caption, but I think it's Alex Jones. And uh, it looks like sort of like a Nike promotional poster. And it says, believe in everything, even if it means the frogs are gay. And then there's the Nike swoosh. <laughs> and then it just says, just do it. And that, that tweet has um, 127 retweets and 604 likes. You really didn't know that was Alex, Alex Jones? I, I, I think I would have at this point, like, I think Alex Jones has like crested into the popular mainstream enough so that I, now I think I recognize him. He looks, he looks very, he's like a very nondescript looking sort of like he has a very, very, he's like a, beefy jolly white guy so he looks like, like he's a clay he looks like like yeah he, he looks like a lots of other gentlemen of his age i just want to point out you guys are saying two very different things alex bloomer is saying he looks like a lot of middle-aged white men and you're saying he looks like a piece of clay like an unformed <laughs> piece of clay yeah they're, they're, they're the same thing <laughs> one is how a serial killer describes one of his victims um, you're looking a lot like a piece of clay to me yeah right now. it's very just, scary uh so alex bloomberg do you understand this tweet uh no no, I don't. PJ Vote, do you understand this tweet? Yes. Alex Goldman, do you understand this tweet? I sure do. All right, then. <sighs> We're home. Off once again. What is happening? I was giving, I'm playing us into the segment. <laughs> Wait, so do you fully not understand this tweet? Do you understand, like, are you at zero on this? Well, I know who Alex Jones is. I know that he's the guy, because of because of you, I know that he is the nutcase behind InfoWars. Uh, but I don't. No, the night I don't under. I, well, I mean, the Nike thing probably re- refers to Colin Kaepernick, right? Yes, yes. All right, good. Okay, work. this yeah. is one where I actually feel like you do mostly know it, and it's just. But I'm kind of excited to explain it because it's one of those things where, like, the details are really, really, really profoundly enjoyable. 
Like I like I feel like this has been a thing that I've enjoyed on the internet more than anything in a while. Right. So uh who's starting this? Should I start this? Yeah, start. Okay. So so Nike just like unveiled that uh since Colin Kaepernick's NFL contract wasn't renewed, Nike had actually kept their endorsement deal with him. And he launched this whole thing where it was like they're building their next ad campaign around him and conservatives were pissed off. Like people no. were like Wait, Nike was doing this was they were saying this, but they hadn't done anything yet or they knew they kept it a secret. And then this week they were just like, boom, like there was a giant uh, billboard in downtown San Francisco with Colin Kaepernick. Like he's the face of their next campaign. And And the tagline is believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything, which is directly a shot at the NFL. Yes. Which Nike also has a deal with. <laughs> right. Which made everybody uncomfortable. Believe in everything. Believe, believe in, in something. Believe in something, even, even if, if it, it means, means sacrificing, sacrificing everything. everything. Right. Like do political protests even if you get fired. Right. Um, so that's right away. That's the first that's the first reference to this believe in everything. So it's the same. It's the same pattern. But Nike didn't say even if it means the frogs are gay. Right. And I actually, I don't know the frogs are gay oh, thing. we'll get to it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so this is like the part that I've just enjoyed, like obscenely, obscenely, obscenely much. The Senate convened these hearings this week where they were dragging, it was like Twitter and Facebook, and they were dragging all the technology executives from these companies in and just like officially it was supposed to be about, what was the official it, thing? The, it was a, supposed to be about what they're doing to prepare for election interference in the midterms. Right. But it was like, it was both like foreign election interference and bias. The bias part of it is a good part. The bias part is like, Twitter will try to do something to curb like the most insane, egregious abuses on the platform. It'll affect some conservative Twitter users. And the story will be like, Twitter's banning conservatives, Twitter's banning conservatives. And that was like one of the things they wanted to talk about. Got it. Okay. And this is where things like got very, very good. At the hearing. Yes. Okay. So all these Republican, like these serious-minded Republican politicians like Marco Rubio are sort of like, you know, talking about the importance of the public square and free speech. And do we want to have a country where, you know, people don't have the right to say anything they want and the platforms just screw everything up, like that sort of stuff? Yeah. But the problem was that Alex Jones... And Laura Loomer. Do you know who Laura Loomer is? No. She's this far-right provocateur who delights in, like, in like ambushing people. Um, I probably remember her best for last summer. There was a Shakespeare in the Park production of Julius Caesar, where Caesar was, like, sort of a Trump figure who wore a suit. Uh-huh. And she jumped on stage uh, during a performance and started shouting, you guys are ISIS. Whoa. Yeah. So, so whatever. Like, Laura Loomer and Alex Jones are not... They're not, <laughs> they're not like good behaviors. Like they're, they're people who like disrupting things. And so like. So here we are in the Senate hearing. Yes. Where they're trying to have this like high-minded conversation about freedom of speech. And why would you ever like ban anybody from getting to have their say? And then Alex Jones and Laura Loomer are there like screaming the whole time, disrupting the things in a way that is like, it's, it, it, it's like watching bad internet behavior actually come to life. Like, it's like, this is what it's like, you guys. Wow. So uh, I have the, uh, yeah, that Laura Loomer video. Yeah, you have it? Yeah. Can I see it too? Order. We'll have order in the hearing room. Oh, before we start this, I just need to give a little background, which is that uh, Laura Loomer was verified on Twitter 
And her verification was removed at some point over the past, I think, year. And this has become like the ultimate bee in her bonnet, like the ultimate silencing of conservatives, delegitimization tactic. And she's furious about it. And, and that's what, part of why she's in here. And why was her verification removed? I think... Twitter has she, this weird thing where they're like, verification is just about saying you are who you say you are. But then every once in a while, people will point out that actually it makes a person seem more legitimate. And so sometimes when they've given check marks to people who act very, very badly, they will find a grounds to take the check mark down. Uh, but it's a really inconsistent policy. It pisses people off. And it they're also, pretty opaque about why they do it. Right? And it also does not matter at all. Like, there's no right. like special airport lounge you get to go to, as far as I know. <laughs> right. You haven't been hanging out in the check mark Are you lounge? guys verified? Yeah, yes. it's great. Okay, awesome. I get hot towels delivered to my bed every single morning. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. right. So she, she, she. Which, well, I understand. Like, you're like, wait, why is my blue check? I am Laura Loomer. It's not like somebody pretending to be me. Which right. is what the blue check is supposed to be about. Right, and like by Twitter taking it away is them being like, we also think that blue check mark denotes quality, whether we'll admit it or not. And maybe we don't want to direct like new users to Laura Loomer because she says things that are paranoid and untrue like very frequently. Right. And because of, I guess, behavior that we're about to witness. All yes. Right. So Laura Loomer's just standing there in the back of the room screaming and she's holding a cell phone on a pink selfie stick filming herself. You'll, ma'am, if you'll please take a seat or we'll have to have you then you'll need President to relieve. Donald Trump, help us. Please help us, Mr. President, before it is too late, because Jack Dorsey is trying to influence the election, huh? to sway the election. What's she saying? I can't understand her. What? Steal the election. That is why What's she's she? censoring and shadow banning. I have it in 12 and a half, 15, 7 and a half, 20 dollars, 2 and a half, 5 and 7 and a half, 30. Yep, 30 dollars down here. So the senator just starts doing auctioneering to drown her out? So Billy Long, the guy who's who's doing the auctioneering right now, actually owns an auction house and auctions on the side. Oh, I didn't know that because he's yeah. really, really good at it. He's uh, yes. So let's continue because it's amazing. At a hundred dollar and a and and a quarter, one and a quarter, one hands and about two, two, two and a quarter. It two and hands and about three. Able to bomb three hundred. It three and a quarter. Cut three and a quarter now. Half half three and a half. And about four hundred. Able to four, four and a quarter, four and a half. We're selling the cell phone there. Four and a quarter, four and a half. He's he's auctioning her cell phone off. <laughs> I yield back. <laughs> oh my God! So, it, so like in that moment, it's great because they're trying to have like an informed public discussion that should mm-hmm. be happening. You have a person who's just chiming in with their stupid issue, being totally disruptive, trying to hijack it, and then the hearing. Then, of course, just totally changed trajectory. I'm assuming because everybody couldn't avoid the irony. No. No. <laughs> 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 no, no. It was still, it was still like, and then they just went it right was, back. It was very staid, prepared remarks. <laughs> Everybody had an agenda that they were addressing. Okay. Nothing changed. No, no irony was noted. And that was like, that was not my favorite part. My favorite part was the next. Do you, Alex? Do you have the CNN clip? Can you get the one of Marco Rubio? Yeah. Okay. So, oh my god, it's so. Good. Wait. So there's a better moment. Yeah, there's a better. Oh, moment. Yeah, there's totally. a significantly better moment. Wow. So okay. Alex Jones was also in the room, but he did not, he didn't stand up and... He didn't do the stand up and yelling thing. Apparently he was, uh, like, broadcasting a little bit, but, like, quietly. Like, he was, like, holding up his phone and being like, I'm at the thing and they're being bad, or whatever. But he wasn't right. doing the <laughs> active screaming. <laughs> uh, as a Alex Jones impression, that was, that was pretty bad. He's significantly louder than that. 
Um, but so he, the, his technique was that he would wait until people were in the hallways. And when somebody was being interviewed by a reporter, he would just like jump into the conversation. Kind of sidle up next to them and do his uh, he, with his own crew filming him. And then he would harass them. But th- so Marco Rubio gets asked this question by CNN. And the answer he's trying to give is to say, like, we have, you know, we have serious questions about Twitter and whether they're whether it's true free speech or whether they're censoring conservative voices. And as he's doing it, Alex Jones just like starts in on him. All right. Tilted. I think it's important full for them not it. to comply with any efforts to sort of go after freedom well, of expression. What about the Democrats purging conservatives? The, the, um, she's not answering. He's standing like, a, like six so inches away from him. This is finger. Well, it's weird, man. Oh, yeah, it's really right. weird. There's no purge of conservatives. I don't know. There's no shadow banning. Who, who is this guy? Uh, are you, are you uh, concerned about bias in social media? Yeah, who's this huh? guy? We deplatform. Are you conser- concerned about bias in social media? Well, so I he, think the bigger bias is against freedom of expression. Everybody should be. There's a, There's a. look, I, I support here. going it's after. It's here, but you say I don't exist. Is that a heckler or a press gaggle? Look at this guy. The, He's saying that I don't exist and they're I just don't know who you are, man. They, I don't read yeah, sure, weird websites. Sure. And they demonized so me, <laughs> me in these well, very here, hearings. The qu- and then he plays dumb. Here's the question. Infowars.com, you, you know what it is. That, does, does Google, does Facebook, does That's Twitter, why you do they need to be regulated like... Do they need to be regulated? Marco Rubio, the snake. Okay, wait, pause it. Who are you? Okay, this is an important moment. The whole time he's been refusing to look over at him and refusing to make eye contact, and he's sort of like, Rubio's trying to like smirk Jones away. Right. And then like he makes the internet mistake, which is like he starts engaging directly with him. Like Uh-oh. he turns to him and he says, who are you? All right, man. Yeah, yeah. Who are you? Who yeah, is sure. this guy? I swear to God, I don't yeah, you know better who hope you are, you man. Tens of millions of views. Infowars. Better than Rush Limbaugh. He knows who InfoWars well, is. But Playing this joke over here. That's why the deplatforming didn't work. And then he pats him on the back. He pats Rubio. Don't touch me again, man. I'm asking you not to touch me. Well, sure, I'll just pat you nicely. I know, but I don't want to be... T- I don't know you, you, man. I don't arrested. know who you are. It's not just good You're not going to get arrested, man. You're not going to get arrested. I'll take care of it myself. Pause that. Oh, he'll beat me up. He literally said, I'll take care of it myself. And Joe's like, he'll beat me up. And like... He's right. That is like Marco Rubio. It's like is a real. It's like that. a real time live action trolling unfolding. Yes, it really. He's taking me. his like his like techniques that have been honed over years on on social media, and he's just like bringing them. He's to like, real life. To real life in front of. You guys don't have older siblings, right? Oh my god! I am an older sibling because yes. it really reminds. It's this is like. It really it gives me PTSD about I'm not touching you. Yes, oh my yes, god! It's so I'm not touching you. Okay, yeah. keep playing it. It's I'm just so putting good. my arm here. No, yeah. I am, but he's I'm so mad. Saying. You're not going to silence me. You're not going to silence America. Well, but, there are, but there are people. You are, like, you are literally like a little gangster thug. There are, there are people in this country. <laughs> Rubio just threatened to physically <laughs> take care of me. There are people who Look feel that. that they're being, um, well, they are being silenced. They feel like he tells you China's by, the problem, by, which it is, but they're taking our like free speech Google, right now. So, so, he's not in frame, but Alex Jones is now speaking to the camera, the CNBC camera, and talking about China for some reason. Uh, it is a real stream of consciousness sort of odd situation. And, the, and, and just the, 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 well, you just stopped the video and the expression on Rubio's face is just like, it's just, he's cycling through, you can tell him cycling through all the thoughts that you have, which is sort of like, what do I do? Yeah, it's like exhaustion and What anger. do I do? Yeah. Why he, is this guy, I can't engage, I can't, I want to fucking... I do like you just he's like he's turning himself in you just want to like punch him yes that is all like his whole body is just like he wants to punch him he looks like he's been sitting on like a Greyhound bus with no air conditioning next to Alex Jones for like 10 hours (laughs) (laughs) it's true and Alex Jones created that feeling in like 10 seconds yes yes that is a powerful and horrible superpower
media platforms, Facebook, there goes Rubio. Twitter. Do you believe that these these platforms need to be regulated like a public utility, and how do you go about doing that? Well, I prefer not to. I prefer competition take care of that. But obviously, we're going to watch closely to make sure that these tools that are being used. I mean, one thing is to say we're going to go after foreign interference designed to so and so. But it's already going on here. Another thing is to the say Democrats we're going to go after free speech. Because at some point, someone has to make a determination. What's the difference between, you know, misinformation from abroad and differences of opinion within the United yeah, States? That's, that's a very here. fine line. And that's something we need to be careful about. We don't overreach in that direction. But then he doesn't know so about these companies have to be very careful. Oh, my God. Not just how they how they apply that. So annoying. But, but they don't become uh, agents of authoritarian. He just said the name of his website again. Free speech, because there's a there's a uh, there's a balance between um, what is free speech and what people disagree on. Okay. Poor Rubio. Sorry, we gotta get yeah, man, I gotta go to the committee. Exactly. Thank you guys you. can talk to this clown. Oh yeah. <laughs> Looks a little frat boy. So cool. Go back to your bathhouse. <laughs> Compromise at the bathhouses. There goes Rubio, little punk. Because you understand, like, literally, literally Rubio is trying to defend people like Alex Jones being allowed to be on Twitter. And Alex Jones is, like, putting on a perfect, perfect demonstration of the problem. And Rubio also, like, to his credit, does a pretty good job of still answering the question. I know. And the context of of this specific outrage of Alex Jones's is that sort of at the beginning of August, simultaneously, a lot of platforms banned him. Right. Facebook took him down. YouTube took him down. Who was the first one? Stitcher, actually. Stitcher, right. Stitcher, Stitcher, the podcast platform was like, we're just not going to host Alex Jones anymore. We don't have any reason to. There's nothing that says we don't, we have to. So right. we're not going to. Right. And I then, t- like Spotify did, jumped in? Spotify did it. iTunes did it. Facebook and YouTube. And I mean, Facebook and YouTube were huge drivers of traffic. There's a New York Times article that said that his uh, website visits are down by half since this happened. Wow. So the thing that is insane is Alex Jones over like the past few years has gone from like the, oh, that guy who doesn't believe September 11th was like a real thing to like somebody who has like a huge audience who does things that are like pretty uh, undeniably like damaging, you know, like saying that uh, school shootings are hoaxes because the government wants to steal your guns. And then his followers will call parents who have lost their kids in the shootings and be like, why are you participating in this government cover-up? We know your kid's just an actor. Like, stuff like that. Whoa. There there was a... Two parents are actually suing him right now because they were getting death threats from Alex Jones supporters, and they said they had to move seven times to get away from his followers, and they now live in, like, this gated community in order to avoid them. Really? Yeah. And the whole time it has felt like at some point, if a line was ever going to be drawn... Like, why hasn't it been like, like at a certain point, you're like, yeah, free speech, free speech. But this is like, this is like inciting behavior and the behavior is really bad. Right. And in te- and I think all the tech companies were scared that if they made the first move, they would get all the crap thrown at them. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, a few months ago, they all were like, you know what? We don't want this. You're out of here. Except Twitter. Twitter right. was like, we don't want bias. We don't want to make uh, decisions about what's good or bad. Like, we have policies, but he hasn't violated our policies. He'll get a warning like everybody else. And, like, it was, like, his last refuge. Uh-huh. And then the Senate hearings happened, and he went down to D.C., and he screamed at a bunch of politicians, and he screamed at Jack Dorsey, like, in person. And then Twitter was like, you know what? <laughs> the next day he was gone. <laughs> You're out of here. Yeah, they banned him. Wow. Yeah. Do you think he? Do you think it was because like Jack Dorsey just like had had enough? 
or didn't just, like being or just got it in person? I don't know. I don't like, know. And and what Twitter officially said was he's done a bunch of things, but in this case, because a lot of the times when Alex Jones Alex Jones screamed at many more people in the hallway yeah. or, or over the course of this, and when he was doing it, he was broadcasting live video using Periscope, which is a Twitter app. And so they were like, you're engaging in bullying behavior and harassment on our platform, and so we're going to get you for the behavior. But he everything that he's done before this, like... He did nothing new. Yeah, they stopped him for jaywalking. Um, right. Just to go back to the original tweet, though, the thing I don't get is the frogs are gay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that the tagline here says, what does it say? Believe everything. Believe, believe in everything. Believe in everything, even if it means the frogs are gay. So... Alex Jones seems to believe in a lot of far out stuff. He's a 9-11 truther. He um, is really obsessed with Bohemian Grove, which is this. What's Bohemian Grove? It's just like this private men's only club in California that's for very, very rich men. And he believes that it's this place where they perform occult rituals. Um, He just has like a lot of very far out beliefs. Oh, wait. Can I ask you a question about Alex Jones? Sure. Does he, as somebody who's not like a huge InfoWars watcher, is it like. Does he have like multiple different conspiracy theories that are not all in the same like cinematic universe? You know what I mean? Or is it like they're all part are they of... all connected? Yeah, well, they've I think gotta be all connected. I think that they're. I What's think the that the, the unity of the, the the thing that unifies them very loosely is globalism. There's like a cabal of people at the top: the Bilderberg Group, uh, the Illuminati, the Freemasons. But does he believe in all of them? I'm pretty sure he's down with the Freemasons and the definitely the Bilderberg group. Okay. And they they are all pulling the strings on all on like international conflicts and, you know, uh keeping people placated with, you know, um chemtrails and things like that. Chemtrails. Keeping people placated with chemtrails? The whole f- do you even know what chemtrails are supposed to be? No. No, oh, boy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know the jet streams you see across the sky when a jet flies across the sky? Yeah. Yeah. That's not just a jet stream. That's chemicals being dropped by the government to keep us, to placate us, to keep us calm. I do, that's why I feel so much calmer when I see a jet fly around. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all of yeah. that brings us to a long-running conspiracy, which is grounded in fact that the government, <laughs> the government wanted... So, okay, here are two facts that Alex Jones spins into what you're about to see. Are you ready? Real facts? These are or real wake facts. wake up people Real facts. facts. Okay. At one point, the government was trying to create a bomb that would, re- that would cause people to become uncontrollably sexually aroused and have sex with one another. No, they weren't. Yeah, it's true. No, it isn't. It was like, it was hypothetical. It was like a thing that they discussed as a possibility, and it was in declassified documents. What year? What year? Let me hold on just a second. Gay bomb. Gay bomb? <laughs> uh, gay bomb. Uh, let's see. Leaked documents. Let's see here. Oh, my God. This this Wikipedia page. There must be like five volunteer Wikipedia editors on this page alone working day and night. Uh, give me just a moment. The U.S. Air Force had asked in 1994 for $7.5 million to develop a bomb containing a powerful aphrodisiac chemical that would cause homosexual behavior to affect discipline and morale in enemy units. A love bomb. Yeah. So wait, how how far into development did the did the it was it was like can we have I think as I understand it was like can we have some money to make a gay bomb and the Pentagon was like no no you can't 
And who was who was asking? You guys are asking me a lot of questions. That well, the U.S. Air Force's Wright Laboratory in Ohio asked for nineteen it <coughs> asked in nineteen ninety four for seven point five million dollars to develop a bomb containing a powerful aphrodisiac chemical that would cause homosexual behavior. Why homosexual behavior? Yeah. Uh, military spokesman Lieutenant Colonel Brian Maka told the Agence France Presse that the DOD never investigated such a concept. Rather, one individual provided a short concept paper with a wide variety of examples that was rejected. Okay, so he. I didn't realize it was such there a like, like spitballing blue sky case general. Yeah, it, 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 it seems some like some of a general. It wasn't was even like, a general. It sounds like it was some fringe laboratory guy who was like, right. hey, all right, so we got to come up with ideas for bombs. All right, how about like a bomb with bugs in it? How about a bomb with shoes in it, but none of them fit the people who are going to get them? They were right. having one of those meetings where they're like, there's no bad no ideas. No bad ideas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's part one. You forgot to erase the whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> The second disparate fact is that some scientists discovered that there were some chemicals released into the Potomac River that caused frogs to switch sexes. Right. I remember this, too. I don't know about this. There's not much more to it than that. But was it on... It was like... It was accidental. Frogs were switching sex. They didn't know why, and they discovered it was like some chemical that was in the water that was causing... Disrupting hormone activity, and it was like causing like their bodies to like change sex. Yeah. So those two disparate things, which you have just learned, lead to this. If you're a new listener, just type in Pentagon tested gay bomb on Iraq. They considered, no, they didn't consider using it. They've used it on our troops. In Vietnam, they'd spray PCP on the troops, Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> you think PCP, some horse tranquilizer, something? <laughs> they got stuff that'll whack your brain permanently. Brain chips in the troops. They give the troops. Special vaccine. Keith, like you has opened the Wikipedia page for gay bomb. Like, literally, that's what's there on the screen. Gay bomb. Look it up for yourself. I mean, this is what they're. What do you think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. What? And I'm not saying people didn't naturally have homosexual feelings. I'm not even getting into it, quite frankly. I mean, give me a break. You think I am like, oh, shocked by it, so I'm up here bashing it because I don't like gay people? I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Do you understand that? Ugh, 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 crap. I'm sick of being social engineered. It's not funny. It's very funny. Wow. So is that... That's his show all the time? He, I think one of the biggest draws is that he is so... So keyed up. He takes his shirt off a lot. He like punches things a lot. He kind of is like a, he, 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 all of his performance notes he took from like a WWF when like they'd be like, Jake the Snake Roberts. But yeah, his show, I mean, what I've watched of it is like that energy level is normal. I don't know if Gay Frogs is like, that was a moment. I remember it happening and people being like, people being like, Hey, Alex Jones is talking about gay frogs. And then a couple <laughs> years later, Donald Trump went on there and was like, Alex Jones, I will not let you down. I also just like the part where he's like, I know what people are going to say that I'm homophobic. It's like the conversation people are having with the screen right now is not. <laughs> Should we return to our tweet? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. Kind of amazed. So again, Twitter, Charlie Sykes, 
verified. Uh, kind of amazed this PR campaign was enough to save Alex Jones on Twitter. And then he has like a, a, a mocked up um, sort of uh, reminiscent of the Nike campaign fe- featuring Colin Kaepernick. But instead of Colin Kaepernick, it's Alex Jones. And instead of it saying believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything, the photoshopped Nike campaign with Alex Jones says believe in everything, even if it means the frogs are gay. And it says Nike just, and then Nike swoosh just to it. And uh, uh, this refers to the fact that um, that many people knew that Alex Jones got banned from Twitter, although I certainly did not know the backstory of that involved all the um, fireworks at the Senate hearing. And uh, the frogs are gay refers to a a uh, one strand of one of his various conspiracy conspiracy theories that the government is putting chemicals in the water that turns people gay based on research that they did about making a bomb um, to to turn uh, and, uh, troops, to, to set off an aphrodisiac among troops and turn them gay, I guess. Are we at yes, yes, yes? Yeah, we're, we're at yes, yes, yes. We are at yes, yes, yes. Coming up after the break, another yes, yes, no. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Try Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost, built for WordPress creators by WordPress experts. With 100% uptime, incredible load times, and 24-7 WordPress priority support, your sites will be lightning fast with global reach. And with Bluehost Cloud, your sites can handle surges in traffic no matter how big. Plus, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. Get started now at Bluehost.com. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Alex, I think you have another tweet for us. Yeah. So um, it's a it's a tweet from a user whose whose display name is error does not comply to your social norms, uh, and so the tweet it goes like this. It's one of the, it's one of those tweets that's like in the in the form of like a dialogue where it's like name colon and then line, um, and it's a dialogue between one two three four five people. Okay, so it's um, the first name is uh, Gabriel Zamora says I'm sorry if you were offended, and then Laura Lee says. I'm from Alabama, parentheses, realizes that looks bad. Then she says, I didn't mean I'm from Alabama. I meant I was from a small town in Alabama. And then next is Nikita Dragon, who says, I'm sorry my tweets were fake. And then there's next Manny MUA, who says, Kylie Jenner. And then finally, the final person in this dialogue is Jeffrey Starr, laughs. How many retweets are favorites? 307 retweets. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 2,303 likes. <clears throat> oh, man. Okay. PJ Vote, do you understand this tweet? Not at all. Alex Bloomberg, do you understand this tweet? No. I don't understand this tweet either. <laughs> Wait, we're at no, no, no? <laughs> yeah. We're at no, no, no. That's a very grim feeling. <laughs> um, uh, what? Okay, so I'm like not at zero comprehension about this tweet. I do know a little bit. And like what I know is a couple of the names. Like, I think I've heard Anna, uh-huh. um, Reply All producer Anna Foley, who I sit next to, I think I've heard her say the name Jeffree Star. So... Oh, you think that she could... I'm going to go ask her. Oh. 
Pyle, producer Anna Foley. Um, hey, guys. Anna Foley, are you ready to come on and explain this tweet to me? Uh, yeah, I'm going to try. So are you a yes? I am totally a yes. Uh, welcome to yes, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know anything about any of this. Like, I don't know who any of these names are. I don't know anything that the... Re- re- I know who Kylie Jenner is. Okay, and yeah. I'm, and I know about... I know that there's a state called Alabama. We're, yeah, okay, so you have like 2% of the tweet. Um, okay, so yeah, this this has to do with um, something that's been going on in the beauty YouTube community. And what is the beauty YouTube community? Do you like characterize it? Like, what's it like? It's basically just people sitting in their bedrooms talking to their cameras doing makeup tutorials like how to get the perfect smoky eye okay. or they do product reviews like the newest eyeshadow palette that everyone is talking about and you and you watch these videos i do actually the way i got into them was my 20 year old sister who has been watching like the beauty youtube community for like a decade at this point like wow. she has been watching since she was 10 f- since she was 10 like from the beginning oh my like, god is my daughter gonna start watching this soon I mean, it's, like, crazy because, like, kids now can, like, do makeup better than I ever will be able to. Like, they can do, like, cut crease eyes. and like, What are cut crease eyes? Cut crease is, like, where you take your eyeshadow and you, like, have a really, really dark color and you put it in the crease of your eye. And then you take a lighter shadow and put that on the lid. So it's, like, this really intense – I mean, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful look, but it's, like, really, really hard. Like, I feel like I've tried to do it – maybe a dozen times in my life and I just like have to like walk away from my mirror like feeling really like a failure but like 12 year olds can do it Mm -hmm. um so this tweet is actually about this major drama that has engulfed the beauty YouTube community in the past month and I think the person I want to start with is this YouTuber Jeffree Star do you know who Jeffree Star is I don't okay so I mean Really, all you need to know about Jeffree Star is he's a pretty popular beauty YouTuber. He has millions of subscribers, but I'm actually not a fan of him. Like, I kind of see him as, like, the Milo Yiannopoulos of beauty YouTube. (laughs) Okay. Like, he's not political or anything, but he just is so okay with being offensive. Like, Mm -hmm. there's this video where strangers on a boardwalk are yelling homophobic things at him and in response he starts slinging racial slurs at them and with, and do these videos exist because he had filmed them and been like look how provocative and edgelordy i am and put them online mm-hmm. yeah so that's jeffrey star uh there's this other youtuber named shane dawson he's not a beauty youtuber mm-hmm. he does like more like comedy Okay. Stuff on YouTube. He has a huge following and he does this thing where he goes and he hangs out with Jeffrey for days. Like he goes to his office, he dresses in his clothes, he learns all about Jeffrey Star's bizarre life. Basically, he just becomes Jeffrey. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And it's not just like one stupid little video, it is a five part documentary. It's like, what's his name? The guy that writes all the things about. It's like Robert Caro YouTube. (laughs) 
It's like this is his power power broker. <laughs> it's my opus. I'll play you the beginning. The very first part, it is titled The Secret World of Jeffree Star. So this is Shane. Okay, today is such a terrifying day for me. <laughs> the last time I switched lives with somebody, it was one of my best friends, Trisha Paytas. So that was kind of easy because I knew what to expect. My boyfriend cheated and I'm f***ing exposing him. This is different. <laughs> because I'm gonna be switching lives with Jeffree Star, who I am terrified of. <laughs> Just like a montage of Jeffree Star looking like a beautiful Marilyn Manson Pink weirdo. Hair. Yeah, very Marilyn Manson-y, yeah. Wake the f up. I feel a hundred years old. <laughs> I feel like I fell asleep under a large tree and I woke up and culture is really far. I feel like I'm in Back to the Future too. I, I I feel like this is the this is the episode where I pass the mantle of the no. Very possibly. So here you see Jeffrey taking Shane through his hot pink mansion and they're just like planning their day. What am I doing? <laughs> You're gonna be in full makeup today. We're gonna do a full day of how I start my day. So full wig, makeup, everything. And then we're gonna go to the warehouse. I have some meetings scheduled about production plans for what's next for my brand, all my internet. So that was two minutes of the video. I watched like every single minute of it. I would, I, I have to say, I would watch that too. Are you gonna watch it after this? Is Maybe ever? it's he, a, such a good gimmick too. He shift he he swaps lives with people. That's such a great idea. Yeah, he like gets a makeup artist to come and like do his makeup, like disguise his eyebrows because Jeffrey doesn't have eyebrows. Mm -hmm. He like goes to his makeup packaging company. He learns how much money Jeffrey makes. Like Jeffrey tells him it's hundreds of millions of dollars. The and, pitch like, is like you know sixty minutes, but also you know the movie Trading Places, <laughs> and also you know YouTube. <laughs> that, it's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> a lot of people watched this documentary. Like, in total, all five parts got 87 million views. Just like Whoa. the power broker. Um, so Jeffree Star is just kind of like, he was already kind of famous mm -hmm. in the beauty YouTube world. And then is just catapulted to like a different level of fame. Double super fame. Yeah. And that's when the rest of the beauty YouTube community is just kind of like, Whoa, hold on. This person is racist and mean. Why why is he getting exalted as this like prodigal son of like beauty YouTube? Like why is that happening for him and and not us? So actually the names in this tweet that you brought, Alex, Gabriel Zamora, Manny MUA, Nikita Dragon, Laura Lee. These are all beauty YouTubers. Uh, Got it. Around the time the Jeffree Star documentary came out, these four beauty YouTubers are on this makeup brand promotional trip. And while they're there, they take this photo that's actually in reference to this viral photo of the Kardashians at Kylie Jenner's 21st birthday. In this photo, the beauty YouTubers are all together sitting on a couch giving the camera the middle finger and there's a caption and yes and gabriel tweets it out with the caption bitch is bitter because without him we're doing better i feel like i know who they're talking about yeah and suddenly all of these fans of jeffree star are like calling gabriel out for obviously shading jeffree and so then gabriel tweets again saying imagine standing a racist i could never okay First, they're being like, we don't miss you. Screw you. And now they're being like, I don't understand why people would be fans of a racist. Like, I personally wouldn't. But if you like Jeffree Star, I guess that's fine. Right. So this prompts 
all of Jeffree Star's fans to start digging into the past of all the people in these photos. Oh, right. no. <laughs> oh. Because... And they left themselves wide open. You open the door. So who did what? Who <laughs> yeah, did what? I mean, they're like kind of asking for it. But the things that are brought up because of this whole thing, like, are not funny at all. Like, Gabriel has used the N-word on Instagram. Uh, what is wrong with people? Laura Lee has tweeted this horrible thing about police brutality against black people. So they all just have abhorrent, like they are they have all said like truly awful shit. Yeah. And like once they're exposed, it doesn't start this like big conversation about like race and social media and like why words matter. It just becomes fodder for this drama that's going on. Like. People start calling it Dramageddon. Because um, it's destroying everybody's YouTube careers at the same time? Yeah. And to try and save themselves, each one of these beauty YouTubers puts up an apology video. I get something about the tweet. The tweet is characterizing their apologies. Yes. Okay. Oh. Yes. yes. Do you know about YouTube apology videos? No. Oh. Okay. YouTube apology videos are like, like the only way I think I can describe them is like, delicious like they are like <laughs> they like feed a hunger within me that it can't be fed any other way um can i just say why they are generally so good in my opinion as well like like i i started seeing them after the logan paul stuff like his apology videos for like sorry i went to the suicide force and took a video of a corpse and made a joke about it. i guess that was a bad idea right it's always like this weird combination of like sad piano music and like very like stoic whatever but like from people that don't know what good human behavior would actually be right. and so it's like it they don't land it's but very they're transparent but they're yes. performers so there's yeah. this real performance in it a, a, a staple of the ones that i've seen is usually the person sits down in front of the camera <laughs> and they go <sighs> hey guys okay guys um and then they like push their hair back <laughs> I'm not even sure how to begin, but I'm just going to get into it. Oh my God. I owe you an explanation. That's so good. Let's do the All actual right. one. So this is Laura Lee's. It is titled, My Apology. I want to talk to you guys. Oh! Oh! I called it! So it was possible. It's probably the hardest things I've ever done. She just wiped her eyes as if they had tears, but they don't have visible tears. She's not actually crying. I'm so sorry. It hurts me so bad to disappoint you all who have supported me for so many years. She's sitting on the floor. She's not wearing any makeup. I, six years ago, decided to retweet. Things that were so vile and hurtful. She says that she retweeted racist things. She definitely tweeted them herself. She's lying. So did that work? So, no. <laughs> People don't buy this. She actually somehow makes it worse because she also tweets that she's from Alabama, like, as an excuse. And that obviously doesn't go over well. 
she's lost a ton of subscribers because of this. I think before Dramageddon actually happened, she had close to 6 million followers. If you look at it now, it's 4.4 million. She like lost a bunch of brand deals. Like her products were supposed to be in Ulta, the makeup store. They like pulled the line. Like, So then did she have to make an apology video for the apology video? She's been dark since this. This is the last thing she's put on the internet since Dramageddon. So Dramageddon did really claim her. Yeah. I mean, I I think it did. And it, like, actually claimed most of the beauty YouTubers in this tweet. Like, they're all putting out apology videos and there almost becomes, like, the apology video Olympics because... Because they're all apologizing at the same time. It's like you, like, people can actually, like, line them up and, like, see who did the best apology. Yeah. You can literally pit them against one another. So what's the log line for each apology? Like, one of them was just like, oh, we were just, like, mimicking Kylie Jenner. And the other one is like, those weren't even my tweets. Those tweets are fake. The last one is a little bit different. It's from Gabriel Zamora. Um, He's the one who tweeted out Imagine standing a racist I could never, like the tweet that started this whole thing. It's 49 minutes long. Um, I'm actually going to play you a little bit. Hi, everyone. I'm Gabriel Zamora, and thank you for watching. This video is definitely something I didn't think I was going to upload, if I'm being quite honest. So this video doesn't look different, but it is because he actually says he was sorry and what he did was wrong. The first apology that I owe, that I definitely wanted to make sure was in this video at the very beginning is to y'all, my audience, because I was the person that I didn't want to be and it was being negative, being petty and bringing negativity into a world that didn't need it. And And for that, I'm truly sorry. A lot of people watched this video. Like it has over 4 million views. Gabriel actually ends up gaining followers from this whole thing. Like in this twisted game, this takes gold in apology videos. If you're, (laughs) if you find yourself (laughs) an apologizing for your racist past. Yes. But it's basically just like, like owning what you actually did, explaining the bad thinking that led you there, showing that you've learned and that you know who you hurt. And and acknowledging that that it was bad and harmful and hurtful. Yeah. And through this whole thing, the person that we started with, Jeffrey Star, has been gaining followers. He's he, feeding off their corpses. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, so, Alex Bloomberg, do you want to explain this tweet back to me? Oh, very well done. <laughs> I would love to. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, the, uh, so this is a tweet from uh, a user named Error Does Not Comply to Your Social Norms. And, and basically what it is, is it is a tweet length encapsulation of this thing that happened on beauty YouTube, YouTube called Dramageddon, mm-hmm. which was basically a bunch of people in the beauty YouTube world sort of attacked one of their own who had like said racist things in the, in the past, apologized for them and seemed to get away scot-free. And they were like, he shouldn't be doing that. You guys, I can't believe that you guys are going along with that. And then in response a bunch of people sort of like looked at their past and they all had their own racist baggage that was hanging around um, and it claimed them and then they put out apology videos and this tweet is basically a single line sort of like summary of each one of their apology videos. I think we're at yes, yes, yes? Yes. 
Right. Yes, 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 yes. Do you think everybody on YouTube is, has like something that is this bad and all it takes is like them to point a finger to dredge it up? Or do you think it was like the worst people happened to point <laughs> fingers the most? I, as someone who still watches a lot of beauty YouTube. I hope that there are some good beauty vloggers out there. Like, I hope my fave is not problematic, you know? Yeah. Um, but but I guess we just have to wait for, like, the next Dramageddon hmm. to find out. Thank you, Anna Foley, for letting us your expertise on a very strange world. Anna Foley is a producer for our show. Reply All is hosted by PJ Vote and me, Alex Goldman. Our show is produced by Shruti Pinamanani, Via Benin, Damiano Marchetti, Anna Foley, Simone Polanin, and Jessica Young. Our intern is Heather Schroering. Our editor is Tim Howard. We were mixed by Rick Kwan. Fact-checking by Michelle Harris. Special thanks this week to Emily Foley. Our theme song is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Matt Lieber is a thermostat at a temperature that everyone in the room can agree on. You can find more episodes of the show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.